The show you're about to listen to may contain themes of violence, a collectivity, strong language, and other sensitive material. Viewer discretion is advised. We strive to tell stories in a truthful manner, but press, media, and other sources cannot be verified. Our sources can be found in the show notes. us today you did not and merry christmas Christmas, y'all um it is assuming we do this correctly it's christmas day yes and we wanted to do a special case for you guys a christmas related a christmas related case so this is gonna be a little fun case but before we get started how are you doing (laughs) finals are now over yes school is done for the month and a half Correct. And we very, have a really very long excited. break. Oh, yeah. There's a very long break. But much deserved on both of our parts. It is. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I am, too. I it's can bad. finally catch up on all the stuff I, I haven't been able to. And this week, I've, I still haven't stopped moving around. So I'm neither. excited for next week because I know next week it's going to really slow down mm-hmm. and, like, I'll be able to, like, relax, but not until after Friday because, mm-hmm. Yeah stuff and things going on. I had my last day at work on uh, Monday. Yeah. Yeah. I ended up quitting one of my jobs mm-hmm. because I took on way too much this semester. But uh, two part-time jobs and being a full-time student, I don't recommend. No, I did Unless that. you absolutely have to. Yeah. I, I did that in high school, which is a little, a little different than college because I feel like for me, for high school, it was pretty much the same because I was always running around and I had two jobs and I was like, I got to quit i gotta quit this mm-hmm. and like yeah so it was a lot no good no good anywho christmas my favorite holiday your favorite holiday i'm 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 a halloween gal so yeah but today we're gonna be talking about a christmas case mm-hmm. and so i'm just gonna start because of the way i have this written I'm not going to say, like, the name of the case or anything like that. I'm just going to go for it, okay? go. I'm just going to go for it. We're diving in right away, darlings. All right. So, in Covina, California, on Christmas Eve of 2008, the Ortega family were hosting a Christmas party at their house. The hosts, more specifically, were elderly couple whose names were Joseph and Alicia Ortega. They had over... 25 attendees, which were their close family. All five of Alicia and Joseph's adult children were there. Their names were Charles, James, Letitia, Alicia, and Sylvia. Some of these five brought along their partners and their children to Joseph and Alicia's. At approximately 11.30 p.m., there was a knock on the door, and one of the grandchildren, who I believe's name was Katrina, I didn't put it in there, ran to answer it. This was Letitia's eight-year-old daughter. When she opened the door, she had saw a man standing there dressed in a Santa Claus costume, holding a wrapped present. So she's a kid. She sees Santa. She's super excited, and she starts yelling at her family that Santa was there. 
The man who was dressed as Santa then pulled out a handgun and shot the little girl in the face. Luckily, the girl had moved her head at the right time, and the bullet only grazed her cheek and jaw. Smart kid. Smart kid. But not smart kid for opening a door for no. a stranger. Nope. Nope. Well, I mean, but it's a kid, and I don't know her age, but I'm assuming, like, seven, eight, That's nine-ish. That's what it said, didn't it? It did it? Eight-year-old daughter. Eight-year-old. She sees Santa. She's like, dude, Santa's here? What? And that's what happened, you know? So she fell in shock, and then the man that was dressed as Santa stepped over her and fired at the fleeing partygoers. The family were screaming and running and grabbing their kids and trying to take them away to safety. Only half of the family actually made it, including the little girl. She managed to run out of the house into the front garden where she met with her mother and her father and then went to a neighbor's house to call 911 before taking the little girl to the ER. Other neighbors had also called 911, one of them reporting gunshots and the other one saying they saw someone who set a house on fire in the neighborhood. This was because the man that was dressed as Santa had set the house on fire after he had shot as many people as he could. So... Full-on Scrooge, obviously. Yes, he's not, he's not, you know, there for the party. No, he's He's there to... ruining it. He's ruining a family's life, pretty much. Ruining what Christmas Mm -hmm. means to a family. Mm -hmm. Not good. Not good at all. Uh, Good on the kid for laying down, though. I don't know if it was because of shock or if it was, like, out of pure instinct, but... I don't know if it was. I know I've heard in the readings I did on this case... That when they, you know, heard the gunshot, the family members started screaming, like, to other family members, get down, like, lay on the ground, all that stuff. But he was pretty rapidly open firing at the family, Mm -hmm. from what I've heard. So, yeah. (laughs) Um, So. I wonder if the guy thought that the little girl had passed and that's why he didn't finish. So, it might be, honestly, there was not really anything said about it and uh, more explaining does get done as I read on mm-hmm. um, but she crawled out the you know the door when she managed to and she I think both her parents did survive yeah too. that's what it said um, but not so much the rest of the family didn't have that much luck with it who did this right Bruce Jeffrey Pardo was the man who did this dressed in a Santa Claus suit He knocked on the door of this family's house with that gift-wrapped package. And that gift-wrapped package contained a rolling air compressor converted to deliver gasoline from it and at least four 9mm semi-automatic handguns. After the shootings, Pardo unwrapped the package containing the compressor and used it to spray gasoline to set the home ablaze. Nine people died that day from either gunfire or flames, and three others were wounded. So the little girl was shot with non-life-threatening injuries. A 16-year-old girl was shot and wounded in the back. A 20-year-old woman suffered a broken ankle from jumping out the second floor Floor window. window. And one survivor escaped during the attack and ran to the neighbor's house where they called the authorities. The fire resulting in him using this homemade flamethrower soared approximately 40 to 50 feet in the air and took almost 80 firefighters an hour and a half to extinguish. Jesus. 
So he tore this house up. Mm -hmm. He was not leaving any remnants to this home and the people that were inside this home. Police questioned the survivors of the Christmas party to see if they had any idea who had done this. And a lot of them said, even though that the man was wearing the costume and a full beard, they believed it was Bruce. Now, you may be thinking, how do they know who Bruce is, right? Mm -hmm. So, Bruce is the ex-husband of one of the daughters of Joseph and Alicia. So he is Sylvia's ex-husband. And I will get more into their relationship a little more on into the story. But that is some clarification on how Bruce is related to this case. How they knew it was him, though he was wearing a full beard, full Santa outfit. How they knew it was this man. After setting the home on fire, Pardo put his street clothes on and drove his Dodge Caliber Mm -hmm. rental car to his brother's house in Selmar, about 30 miles from the crime scene. 30 miles away, police were responding to a separate incident where a man named Brad Pardo, who was Bruce's brother, had come home from a Christmas party in the early hours of the morning and found that his front door was unlocked. When he walked into the living room, he'd found his brother Bruce laying dead in a pool of his own blood with a handgun next to him. His brother was not present at home at the time of Pardo's death. So he committed. So he committed, yep, after all this happened. Now, there's many beliefs that this wasn't the actual plan for Bruce. Like, Bruce was not planning to commit after he did that all. There's a lot of things he actually may have been planning to do, but something stopped him from doing that. But at this time, when police found Bruce's body, they didn't, you know, think he was the one who did this 30 miles away. They were like, we might have somebody out here attacking people on this day because they didn't, you know, they're police. They haven't done their investigating. These are two different cases at different places. But the one thing that was matching up was the handgun that was there and the casings that they found there. So they start digging up and looking how if these two cases may be connected in any way. And that's when the police found that Bruce and Sylvia were once together. Together. Before we continue going on, I want to just, uh, I have in my next little section the victims' names. So it was Sylvia Ortego Pardo, which is his ex-wife. So he, he must have wanted to... Yep, so that was the entire motive. That's, okay. Behind this all was he was going after his ex-wife. I see what's going on. So And then everybody else was just kind of collateral damage. Yeah, pretty much. And he had been planning this for a while. I have it written in mm-hmm. here. But, I mean, a while, too. Like, months upon months upon months. He had been planning to do this. Alicia um, Ortega, which was his mother-in-law, ex-mother-in-law. Joseph Ortega, which was his father-in-law. Charles Ortega, which was his brother-in-law. Sherry, um, which is his sister-in-law. James Ortega, brother-in-law. Teresa Ortega, sister-in-law. Alicia Ortega Ortiz, sister-in-law. And Michael Andre Ortiz, um, which is his nephew. And so the only minor that passed in this incident was, was Michael, Michael. And he died because of the fire. 
Um, he was upstairs on a computer. He wasn't anywhere near the family. He was kind of secluded upstairs when this all happened. And that's how he passed. So, pretty sick case. I wonder, wouldn't he have smelled the fumes? See, I don't... Or heard? I don't know, you know. He might have, but I'm assuming this all went down, like... Really fast. Fast. And it's like, you hear shots and stuff downstairs, so you stay upstairs, and maybe he was hiding. He could have been. Or, you know, anything like that. He might not have had a window. He might have had a his room in the attic. Yeah. And so he didn't have a window. Yeah. So um, he was, yep, hiding, and all this happened, and he lost his life because a man, you know, was mad. His uncle. His uncle was mad at his ex-wife over a, a pretty much a divorce, you know, money and stuff like that. The perpetrator, Pardo. Pardo lived in the San Fernando Valley and was a graduate of John H. Francis Polytechnic High School in Sun Valley, Los Angeles, and the California State University, Northridge. He worked at the Jet Propulsion Laboratory in La... Canada? 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 There's a... Flintridge? La Canada Flintridge, maybe? I don't know. We're horrible at this thing, but we do it. Because there's a... Um, there's a, a accent f- over the... I forgot end. what it's called. It's not a tilde. I forgot. I never I've taken learned. three years of Spanish. See, I Ugh. never learned any of that stuff. I never had to take a foreign language in school. The debate. It's fine. It's fine. It's going to drive me nuts. It will. It, you'll figure it out. I'll figure it out, and then I'll post it in the comments yep. of some sort. <laughs> I'm like, that's what it is. Yeah. So, he met Sylvia Pardo, who was previously Sylvia Ortega, in 2004. So Bruce, this this man Bruce, not a he's he seemed perfectly normal, you know, for all these years until this point. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But Bruce was keeping some secrets. Um, while on the phone with Bruce's mother, Sylvia found out that Bruce had a secret. Bruce had previously been married to a woman named Eleanor. And in two thousand two, they had a son named Matthew. One day, Eleanor went on out to run some errands and she left 10 month old Matthew in the care of Bruce. Bruce stayed in literally the same spot watching TV and left 10 month old Matthew to go kind of like do whatever he wanted. And Matthew ended up outside. And later that day when Eleanor got back from running her errands, she found Bruce at the side of the outdoor swimming pool, cradling Matthew in his arms. Bruce was sobbing to Eleanor, saying that he hadn't noticed Matthew had got outside and began to drown. So. Child neglect. Yeah. So. You don't let any child he's, out. Uh, that, that child's a baby. Literally, that's like, a baby. That's a baby. That is a baby. Like, Not even a child. That's a baby. Yeah. Ten months old. Probably can't walk. Like, that's crawling. Mm, that's crawling, like, beginning to walk. Yes. And he, this baby winds up outside on Bruce's watch in drowns. If y'all could have seen me when she was reading that, I was shaking my head, yes, rolling my eyes. Bruce lot. is like a mess. Was like a mess. And so this was like the first, you know, kind of incident of something like that happening. I wonder if he was charged with anything. Cause that's, he was not. What the? F- yes. Nope. Bruce got him out in time and he was still breathing, although he was unresponsive. 
Matthew was in intensive care for a week afterwards and survived the incident, although he was left with severe brain damage and partially paralyzed. That was going to be my next question. Yeah. So just because, you know, this man doesn't want to watch his kid, he's not being attentive to his kid, his kid, like, never really gets to experience life now because of him of him and his neglect and his neglect this uh led to him and eleanor's relationship kind of falling apart rightfully so rightfully so um and the two of them got a divorce so this was bruce's first divorce of two and sylvia didn't know about this divorce or this child until bruce's mother kind of outed him about it and his mother wasn't like maliciously meaning to you know just like hey out him. just so you know but no it wasn't even a no. hey just so you know she didn't know sylvia didn't know about this kid and she you know brings it up in normal conversation and sylvia's like oh shit like so sylvia you know his mother didn't do this to be like yeah so just so you know my son has a like a kid and but she was like, yeah, this kid, you know, in a conversational manner. Like, so she has a stepson for two years and doesn't even know. Pretty much, pretty much. Yeah. So did Sylvia have any kids? Sylvia had three kids with him. With no, not with him. They were her own kids from another past relationship too, but they they were you know in his life. Mm-hmm. Bruce moved to another part of California and never saw that son again. And when Sylvia found out this was the last straw in his relationship with Sylvia. What a piece of shit. So, yeah. So he over, you know, keeping a the, his son drowning, he loses one relationship. And then over his wife finding out that he has this son, another relationship. So he's not very good at keeping up relationships. He should become a better person. Yeah. Yeah, so there's, you know, of course, side stuff we don't know about that probably went on in these relationships, oh, for sure. too, you know, how they work. But these were, like, the last straws Res- in these. Before we get on to the divorce more, the couple had wed in January 2006. Um, I just wanted to throw that in there. And another thing that kind of drew them apart was Pardo refused to open a joint account with Sylvia. He also expected his wife to take care of her own three children. Like, no help at all. Like, this guy is an asswipe asshole. Yeah, it's like you, when you marry a mom, you get like the kids. Like, yes, a stepfather will never be like the father or anything. But like some that, of them will, actually. But some be. of them will. Like, that's your wife's kids. You should at least help a little bit. Respect them, Respect at least. them, and, you know, if she needs help. You help her. I think, at least. That's just me, though. I People, I guess, have different opinions on it. But it's like, when you marry a woman with kids... You know what you're getting into. You, yeah. Yeah. Or did, she just, or did he just want her for her and not the kids? But the kids are a part of her. Literally. Like, that's and, literally but how it is. men, some men, or people in general, don't understand that. Yeah. They just want that single person and not who's surrounded yeah. by them. It, I can't, I can't stand that because no. literally, when a woman has kids, like, literally, her kids have to be her first priority because they're her kids. 
even like a father co- or a woman or, coming into a father's life. Literally, yes. You can't get jealous of those kids. You can't, you know, no. be mad at those kids. You can't. They are her kids. It and goes they both are ways. Her, yes, they're they are her, his, theirs. Their first priority in mm-hmm. life should be their kids, and I wholeheartedly believe that. Yeah. Um, so jumping back to June two thousand eight. Um, the divorce court had ordered Pardo to pay $1,785 a month in spousal support. During the divorce proceedings, Pardo had confided to a friend that his wife was taking him to the cleaners. In July, Pardo was fired from his job for billing false hours, and the court suspended the support payments due to his job hardship. So this man was stealing from his job now. Pretty much. And, yeah. yeah. So he's just fallen apart at this point after the divorce. So this divorce happened in June 2008, and the case happened in December 2008. (sighs) Okay. Are we yawning? Are we yawning? You got me. Are we yawning? Okay. So... Police speculated, as we said, that the motive of the attack was related to these marital problems. Oh, for sure. Yep. So, Pardo's wife of one year. Oh, they were only married for one year. Why didn't I did? Why didn't I process that while I was writing this? That's not a long time. No, not a long time at all. Okay. So he he was getting that obsessive over her in just a single year of marriage. Yes. How long were they dating before this? I'm assume they went in two thousand. They met in two thousand four. They got married in 2006, and they got divorced in 2008. So they knew each other for three years. Yes. Well, they might have known of each other. Yeah. But. So Pardo held no criminal record and had no history of violence. He had been fired from his job. I mentioned that. Lord have mercy, am I repetitive in these notes? You can always cut as you need. Yes. We love editing, the magic of editing. Don't trust the auto save. It's a lying whore. <laughs> we love Jerry. I can't. Auto save is a lying for <laughs> for context. For context, <laughs> you know we're production students. We edit videos. We make videos. We make movies. We, you know, all the good stuff. I work where we met each other, studied. You guys know this. We've been through this every Many episode. Times. I swear to God. Um, I was sitting with the beginning class of this new like semester of kids this past fall. We were working on learning how to edit on Adobe Premiere, which is the industry standard. That's what we learned mm-hmm. on. And our professor um, goes, never trust autosave. Autosave's a lying whore. <laughs> and this was in the middle of a class. We love Jay. I was rolling on the ground, literally <laughs> rolling on the ground. Because autosave, he's it right. Is. Autosave it is. Autosave lives, uh, lies to you. Always save your projects, you guys. Every 10 minutes. Every 10 not minutes. sooner. Yes. Literally always save your projects. I've been a victim of autosave many of times. I have not, but I, I save. I save, 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 save. In conclusion, save your products. Projects. Listen to Jerry. <laughs> yes, listen to Jerry. Now back to your regular scheduled programming. Um... <laughs> That's why it's called brain soup, people. Uh. This is why it's literally called brain soup. 
So Pardo was required to pay Sylvia $10,000 as part of the divorce settlement. According to the court documents, Sylvia kept the wedding ring family dog, and in a court declaration, Pardo complained that Sylvia was living with her parents, not paying rent, and had spent lavishly on a luxury car, gambling trips to Vegas, meals at fine restaurants, massages, and golf lessons. Bruce, at this time, was very depressed, and he goes to a gun store, um, he, and he buys his first ever handgun worth $1,000. Was this before the Floyd card whole thing? So, I don't know. It might be. Because I know that it came into, a f- not like effect effect, but it came more of a s- standard as of recent? Like, more people have it now? I think you, I think it depends on state. The state. Because there is a state rule that I'm about to read off for California. Um, you sounded like a Canadian. Did I? <laughs> about. <laughs> did I actually do that? About that, yeah. <laughs> it was like kind of in between. Oh, my God. That it's was, because. You've been watching Canada's. I've been watching Canada's Drag Race, but like. I, I get fixated on TV shows and Julie and the Phantoms, mm-hmm. Charlie Gillespie, Canadian. I picked up his accent like two years ago, and so now some words. Also, my fucking boyfriend talks like that, too. I love that. <laughs> That's um, funny. What's, what's the, big de- the big debate we have is soggy versus soggy. Ugh. He says soggy. I say it's, on a normal day, I say soggy. soggy. And so that's been our debate for the last almost four years of, you know. Yeah. So sometimes I really round my my A's and my O's, but that's just because of them. Like, sorry. Sorry. And stuff like that. Yeah. I'll get Wisconsin every once in a while. I have a little bit of it in me. It comes out sometimes. Mm -hmm. Like on the road? On the road. On the road. (laughs) Yep. It comes out sometimes. It happens. Sorry. Back to your regularly scheduled programming. <laughs> We're, why, why do we do this? We're no. caffeinated. We are. This is your fault. I'm sorry. I was going. You I stopped at two places after the fiasco we had. Oh, God. I lost my place now, Tegan. I'm sorry. This, okay. I found it. I did, too. This would be one of the guns that he used to either kill himself or all the one of those nine people. Now, California laws limit the sales of firearms, so you can only buy one every 30 days. So Bruce kept going to the, that store. He went in August, September, and October. Literally till the day, like the month to the day. Wouldn't you think they would catch on by that point? Maybe, but... Wouldn't you think? But it was 2000, what? what 2008 at this point? Yep, 2008. So he would, you know, he had his rotation and for four months, he bought these handguns. Maybe they thought he was hunting, but where in the heck are you hunting in California? I don't know. So he was premeditating this. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and around October, Bruce got in contact with an old friend named Jerry who owned a costume shop and he ordered a Santa costume. He told Jerry that he needed the Santa costume for Christmas so he could give present or go to like his family get together and give out presents to his, the family children. So he's trying to sound like a nice guy. Yep. Yep. 
Not good. No. Uh, Bruce traveled to Iowa to celebrate his friend's birthday, and his friend said that he had never seen Bruce so depressed in his life. And his friend said Bruce would just kind of sit and stare at walls, and he was really only capable of talking about himself and his divorce and his loss of his job, his financial situation, and he expressed anger a few times about this financial situation. He said that the divorce hearings were embarrassing, and he was also angry that his own mother was kind of taking Sylvia's side. Like, Well, yeah. Yeah. So at the divorce hearings, his mom sat on Sylvia's side of the courtroom. Well, her son was in the wrong. Yes, exactly. So he was, you know, pissed at his mom. But his mom, like, was, like, pissed at her son. Right. Because her son's a lying... Able. I just... Yes. I I was refraining from saying something else. Uh, oh. Yeah. So, let's see. Let's see. So, yep. Bruce... Bruce's mom felt really bad for Sylvia. And Sylvia didn't... Uh, the... What the fuck? I, I, I wrote these notes at about... Three o'clock this morning. I said that you stopped editing at one. Did it? Yeah. I I guess if I was writing notes in my sleep then, cause Lord I mean, knows. I've Snapchat people in my sleep before. I we are on tangents today. It's okay. <laughs> I will wake up in the morning. So if I if I never respond to you or like say anything sometimes in like the morning, I'll open my like text messages or snaps up in the morning, but I'll be like sleep still yeah but i will open up like my messages and then not respond and then people are like hello what's going on and i'm like what do you mean what's going on because i open their messages in my sleep Hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah um so that is the divorce of sylvia and bruce bruce so now we're going to get on to some little theories and speculations because, as mentioned, Bruce is dead. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't find out what the process of something is from a dead guy. No. Um. So initially, it was believed that Pardo intended to flee to Canada by plane since he had bought an airplane ticket for a flight on Air Canada. However, it was discovered that the flight... Um, itinerary on Northwest Airlines was from Los Angeles to Moline, Illinois, with a layover in Minnesota. Why in the hell would he want to go to Illinois? I don't know. It's not very fun here. It's in the kind of gross prob- here. That's probably why he did it because it's not as gross here. Well, it's gross. There's not really anything going on in Moline, especially. I feel like nothing happens. It's Moline's what is a quad city? Do you not know what that is? I know what it is, but I'm I suck at geography. Oh, I feel like I only know this because of WWE. I don't know anything. <laughs> it's a quad city. Pardo had called days before to tell a high school friend that he was planning to visit, but investigators were fully unsure if he actually intended to visit or if the flight was to fool investigators. Other reports stated that the Santa suit had melted during the flamethrower portion of the attack and adhered to his skin, so not all of it could be removed. Ew. So... Um, they found a car, mm-hmm. Bruce's car, and the suit inside of the car. And guess what this mother effer did? He booby-trapped this suit with everything in the car. And when, like, investigators picked up the suit, 
it like like just like blew up. He put gunpowder all over the Santa suit in this car and this it set the car on fire and blew this car up. I'm trying to get rid of evidence. Trying to get rid of the evidence even though It's very plain so that he did all of this. Yes. His original plan, you know, was originally thought that he was going to leave and not commit. Mm-hmm. They think he committed the suicide because he was suffering from third degree burns on his arms from the blaze. And he was just in pain because of this. Mm-hmm. So that's why he decided to go against the initial plan. Police found $17,000 in cash cling wrapped on his legs inside of a girdle. This is, oh, I, I got ahead of myself. I hate when I do that because then it throws me off about his rental car. Um, so that it was remnants of the suit. Like it there got was, burnt yeah. to him. A bomb squad was the who was attempting to get the mm-hmm. suit out of the car with a robot, which a, a police robot. That's pretty. That's pretty. That's pretty. That's, that's pretty, pretty cool fun. in 2008. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool in but, general. You know, then the the police started a fire in the car and burnt it and destroyed it. Uh, police had recovered five empty boxes of semi-automatic handguns, a Benelli M2 tactical shotgun, and a container for high-octane fuel tank gasoline. They also found what was described as a virtual bomb factory in his home. So I think we kind of grazed over how this man was really freaking smart. Um, So he graduated from college, and he worked at this... uh, technical company and this technical company i believe i read somewhere actually i'm not sure what they did for nasa but they did some things for nasa Hmm. and they were like a high standard kind of company and he worked there and so he had the capability to build bombs and you know all that stuff he was a smart man there's another theory that he was also planning on killing his mother after all of this because his mother was meant to go to the Ortega family Christmas party but then got sick and couldn't make it. People believe, you know, he was going to that party to kill specifically Sylvia and his mom. But nobody else. But he did not know that his mom Mom wasn't wasn't there. And so he just kind of, you know, popped off at everybody. People theorized that he was going to also kill Sylvia's divorce lawyer and then flee. Why would the divorce lawyer be there? Not at the party, but go to, like, the divorce lawyer's house. There was a car, a rental car, found, like, a couple miles or not very far away from this lawyer's house. That was under Bruce's name. Oh. Yeah. This case is so bizarre, crazy. I feel like I've jumped all around, but it's like there were so many things going on at once. I and can tell. There's so much information. But that didn't happen. He didn't go to Canada because he was all burnt up. And that's kind of it. He decided to he end his life. decided to end his life. After he ended how many people's lives? Nine. Yeah. Which, yep. So all in all, you know, ten bodies. And a family who will never look at Christmas again the same right. way. Which this man had some issues going on with 
like that you can kind of see beginning he was neglectful he was i see the initial trigger being what happened with the son i do too i do too he was neglectful he was stealing from his job though he didn't have a criminal record he wasn't all the best you know Mm -hmm. so i mean that's the case and that is our christmas killer santa claus case the covina massacre yeah when we don't mean any disrespect we do to not anybody. Mean. Nope, this is for educational purposes. And be aware of who's around you at all times. Yeah, because, yeah, you never know what, like, family. Like, yes, they were family at one point, but you may never know their mental process. You don't know anything. Or what they're thinking. Right. And though, you know, this was a familiar guy to the family, he was up to no good. No good that day that he decided to do this, or the months that he was planning on doing this. Um, he was sick. He was sick in the head. He knew what he was doing going into it, and then full on premeditated. He yeah. would have gotten. Probably a life sentence. Yes. He probably, if he didn't end his life because of these burns, that's like the whole deciding factor. People, you know, the police, everybody think that he ended his life because he was in so much pain because of these burns and he couldn't really go get help because... He would have gotten caught right He would have gotten caught right in then there. So, but he probably would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for those burns and then him deciding to commit. On Christmas. On Christmas. It hurts to know that this family's, you know, the remaining members of this family will never. Never see it. Never see Christmas the same again. And that really is quite upsetting because Christmas is supposed to be such a happy time. But Mm -hmm. for the last, you know, 12 years, they have just, they like cannot look at Christmas the same. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine. No. Hug your loved ones. Please hug your loved ones and please have a very Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Any Anything that you, you guys celebrate. celebrate. Yep. Anything you guys celebrate, have a merry, happy, special holiday. holiday. Um, from us here at Brain Soup, and by us, I literally mean me and Tegan. <laughs> and well, we have our fur babies too, and our fur babies, all of them, all six of mine, and all three of mine. Yeah. Yep, we all love you guys. We do, we do, and we hope you enjoyed this special episode. Keep an eyeball out for some things we have coming, or. If you just want to go through our page, we did a lot of posting this, <laughs> this season. Yeah. So. We did a 12 days of bloopmas. I yep. would probably. Bloopmas. Yes. Um, of our photo outtakes. Yep. Uh, we have some recent episodes. Like our, let's see, what day? Our Timothy Pitson case. Timothy Pitson. And then our tattoos. Tattoos and Woman of the Dunes. Those Woman are our Dunes. most Recent. recent episodes and then this very special christmas episode for you guys mm-hmm. so we hope you enjoyed your listen 
Um, sorry if it was a little bit of a mess. I feel like I was in circles because it's 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 a crazy weird. It's a it's a case. It's a case. It's probably it's, the most intense one yet. It uh, probably is because it deals. It's a massacre. It's a it is a massacre. We have it's a massacre, and we haven't talked about a massacre. And it was so something different. It was something different. So, but again. Love and prayers to that family. Love and prayers. I we're thinking of them this holiday mm-hmm. season because, you know, of, you know, the feelings they may feel that right. they the trauma that they're still probably recovering. Like that's something you never ever you would never recover forget. from that. Yes, no. it's like you know kids were left without parents and, uh, you know, all that stuff and. Mm-hmm. So many people, so many lives lost, and then so many lives changed forever right. uh, on that day because of a man who was mad at his ex-wife and mother. No words. No words. I feel like I never have words at the end of some cases. This is for sure one of them. Yeah, because it's nine people. Nine people. Anywho, I think we're wrapping up. Mm-hmm. And like we mentioned, happy holidays. Happy holidays. And we will see you in the next one. In the new year, baby. 2023. Maybe we should start the new podcast season off with some New Year's resolutions or predictions of what's going to happen this year. What if we did like, oh, this is now we're going to be all tea and you just bring in stuff up. And now we're going to be in a conversation. I mean, (laughs) oh, gosh. Okay. Anywho, we will see you when we talk to you next. Next time. Bye-bye. Bye.